Hello and welcome to the I Am Rare podcast and I'm your host Alina. This is a place where each week I interview inspiring and rare ladies. We talk about self-journey, health, life, career, success, how do they get there and what does make them rare. Without further ado, let's dive deep into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you all are doing well. This is your host, Alina, as always, and thank you so much for tuning in. And I have some updates for you guys. So as I said in my last episodes that I'm trying to figure everything out with the podcast, what I want to do and how everything will be. So yesterday I had some brainstorm and I came up with some ideas. So I will stay with my weekly reviews about highs and lows. I will also add weekly plans. And what I want to do this week is that I will give you some recommendations, whether it will be someone to follow, something to watch, read, or listen to. This is what our guests usually do at the end of each episode. And I decided maybe I should share one of the things each week with you. I think... Also, in this case, you will learn more about me and it's also a good way to have a self-reflection. So the first things first, let's talk about my week and it's summer now and I was so excited about it. Now I will explain why I was excited. So we have a pretty bad weather, if I can say. I mean, we had showers all week. And we will have them for two more weeks. So I was at home most of the time. And I actually, I wasn't expecting that my first summer week, I'm going to sit at home. But I went for a walk only once. And I don't remember the last time when we had such a bad weather. But I was reflecting and thinking about everything. And I decided that, okay. I don't care about rain and temperature. I don't give a shit about it because I want to have a perfect summer and I'm going to make it. I don't care. So my bestie and I, we have some intentions to have a hot girl summer. So we will do our best. And also I'm checking the forecast right now and it shows that we will have rain in the evening. Yeah, my bestie and I, we decided we're going to see each other today. And in this case, I will take a huge umbrella with myself. We will go for a nice walk, talk, as we always do, and drink coffee. And by the way, I really love rain and I find it aesthetic, but not when it's raining every time for two weeks. And now let's talk about my highs and lows. So my highs uh, is that finally I wrote my first uni exam and I'm so happy about it because the first subject that we had was the most difficult. It was statistics. Honestly, I don't like this course and I don't like this subject because it was pretty boring. I didn't enjoy it and I will explain why. So during this course, we had two teachers, one for our lectures and one for practice. So practice was pretty fun and interesting, but lectures were a disaster. So the teacher, she could not explain anything properly. It was very boring. And as a result, I can say that my knowledge from this course isn't good and I'm not proud of it. So at this point, my lows come and the surprise, quote unquote, that we have from university is that we 
had an exam based only on lecture material. I was so stressed and disappointed when I found out, I mean, my lecture knowledge equals to zero. How am I supposed to pass it? And I will, and also I was so angry because usually all lectures and practice materials are connected together, but not in this course. Anyway, I wrote this exam a couple of days ago and I think that I passed it because actually I cheated. I found the exact tasks on Ukrainian language. So I just translated everything in English. For those who don't know or forget, yeah, I live in Ukraine, but my full education at uni is in English. Before an enroll, you can choose the language in which you would like to study. So yeah, I cheated and I hope that I pass it. So talking about my plans for this week, I have some ideas what I want to do. June 8th, which is coming tomorrow, is best friend day. And I want to have something special with my girl. We have so much fun all the time and I really appreciate. And another thing is that I have exams. I still have them. And the next one is also on June 8th, but it's in the morning and I hope that I will pass it also. Because again, as I said, I was working so hard during this semester and I think that as a result, I will get great marks. And the last thing that I have tons of recording to do with people that I adore and something so cool is coming. And another thing that I have on my list today is recommendations. So for today's episode, my recommendation will be the legendary show One and Only Friends. To be exact, it's Friends Reunion. So first of all, I can even describe how much I love the show and what it means to me, because without any doubt, this helped me to learn English. And I watched it at least 10 times from the beginning till the end. And all the emotion that I had, like, oh my God, this is crazy. And I remember that every morning before middle school, I was I was watching it and it literally gave me a positive attitude. And Friends means the world to me. So when I was watching the reunion, I was crying and it was so fascinating that on the backstage, they also have like this friendship and they have this connection. And it was so fun because they remade some iconic things. And this is so cool. And also I was shocked when I found out that Rachel and Rose in real life. So it's just Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. So they had a connection and I always wonder, oh my God, why Rachel and Rose? It seems so cool. Like that they really have this connection in reality they had. So they've been like, I cannot say they've been in love. They had crush on each other. So this is why the story between Russ and Rachel was so real because it was real. Uh, and I guess everyone has watched Friends at least once, unless you live under a rock. And this is iconic, had so much fun, but also cried. And it was the best two hours in a while. So go ahead and watch it. You won't regret it. Finally, let's have a chat about today's episode and our lovely guest. So a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a wonderful Imran. She is a Canadian-born international model. She has been working in the industry since the age of 16, and she hopes to use her own experience as a vessel to educate young women about self-love in a social media-driven society. 
in her free time, you will find Imran moving her body in whichever way feels right. As she loves being active, she loves to be intuitive and feel her body and soul while helping others do the same. She's passionate about self-love, growth, mentorship, and women's empowerment. She chooses to follow an intuitive lifestyle, one where she lives and promotes being in touch with your body and highest sense of self. Through her social media channels, such as Instagram, YouTube, she shares her experience as a student, mentor, a woman, while also experiencing other cultures and the world of being modeling and acting. So in this episode with Imran, we talked about her career, plans, journey, self-love, how to overcome bad days. And I also want to put a trigger warning because Imran and I, we shared our perspective about eating disorders. And it was the first time when I said it publicly, not even my friends know what I went through. So it's really honest conversation and I'm so proud about it. And I'm really excited that you guys are going to hear it. And we also talked about how to get inner peace and find happiness, even if it's very, very difficult. So without a further ado, grab a bottle of water, make yourself a cup of tea, coffee, whatever you had desires. Let's go ahead and let's get started. Imran, hello. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm great. It's definitely earlier here for me than it is for you. It's around 9 a.m. for me. <laughs> so my day has just yeah. started. Yeah, this is awesome. This is so cool. So I wish you to have an awesome day today. And I really hope that our podcast will give you a positive mindset and you will continue with it. Thank you for having me here. I love everything that your podcast is doing so far. I was just creeping last night and I was just inspired oh. by all of the stories you had. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. Oh, you made me blush. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Before we start with you, maybe we just can talk with you a little bit. How is the situation in Canada going on with like coronavirus or maybe just like some life update? How is everything going? Well, everything in Canada has actually been pretty good compared to the rest of the world. I think it has gotten a little bit more serious here in the past few months, just because I think people started getting comfortable with their situation and getting too confident in it. But we are starting to roll out the vaccine. I just got mine a few days ago. So hopefully I can travel with modeling. As you know, I'm a model. So yeah. I've really just been trying to work from Canada, but a lot of the international work is abroad so i'm hoping to travel yeah. soon i hope the world is safe how is it out in the ukraine right now it's kind of bad and sad because mm -hmm. i guess like ukraine is in that state like probably i don't know one of the worst maybe not but it's not the good either it's kind of very like you know i guess the more it comes from people's mindset because you guys like in the UK, USA, Canada, you're like more mindful about this and you take it very serious. I take it very serious to like my family, my friends, but some people, they're just like reckless and they have like this crazy picnics, parties, they go clubbing and we don't have a good vaccine. So people like we, we have it, but in a small amount. So everything is kind of bad. And I, the worst is that people, they don't think about this situation. And I guess this is why it gets worse. But I really keep my prayings 
just for the better situation. And I, I, I really try to keep myself safe and my family. So I'm just like, I'm so concerned about it. And I really take it serious. I wish other people would do this too. Yeah, wow, that's that's so upsetting. But I definitely relate to how people can make decisions that affect all of us. There is, of yeah. course, some people who don't believe in it or some people in Canada that do make the numbers and cases go up and don't have any social responsibility. But at the end of the day, I think we're learning that we can only control what we can. So I'm proud of you for taking it seriously. And I think all we can do is be hopeful. And I think yes. I'm starting to taste some hope. I'm just trying to be positive amidst it all. Yeah, I, I, I guess the like the thing with the coronavirus is really like, it's so difficult and it really impacts on our like mental health. And the thing like is just try to find this positive thing that can help you just to go through it because if you just like surround yourself with like the negative you have all this like increasing numbers on the tv internet whatever and you just like sit and i'm like oh my god what the hell is going on like how should i live this life and when you just like start focus and appreciate little things i don't know the sun whatever and it just like it will make your life much more easier and better yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the small things. I think before the coronavirus hit, I was actually just kind of running through life. There was a lot going yeah. around on around me and I didn't really stop to look around and I'm really starting to appreciate that. But I am also at the point where I do want more and I am ready to get back to regular life, but I'm happy it yes. happened because now I have the tools to slow down, to tell myself certain things aren't a big deal and to just keep moving through life in yeah. in an appreciative way. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the coronavirus, it really has like this positive side that we just, we changed our values, I guess, about yeah. our life in general. So we just, we appreciate sure. it more. And we, I guess we take care of ourselves and our health serious. Yeah. And I guess this is also really important. So yeah, yeah we have also some positive changes despite all For the sure. negative. <laughs> yeah. And you started okay. a podcast. So that's great. Yes. <laughs> I've been listening for a podcast, I don't know, like seven, six months nonstop. And wow. I was just like, hmm, maybe I should try. I would, I just was like thinking to do something creative. YouTube is not for me. Like YouTube is that what you are doing. I'm so shy to sit in front of camera. So just like when I record a podcast, it's only my voice. But it's just talking about YouTube is just like video of you. And I'm just a little bit shy. So I decided like, okay, let's start with podcasts. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Maybe I will grow to the YouTuber. Who knows? Yeah, no, I've, I've actually loved being on YouTube. I think it's a really great way to express yourself further than social media. And can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? So where are you from? Who are you? What do you do? Maybe you have some guilty pleasures, your interests. Yeah, well, that's kind of a package question, but I'll try to break it down for you. <laughs> Currently, I am a local Canadian blogger and model. I'm really trying to bridge the gap between modeling and the real life social media I think a lot of models promote only their paid work and their shoots and everything that's been retouched and shown in the magazines but I really want to show a lot of young girls what modeling is behind the scenes and how it is still realism they're still real people I think growing up I really saw models as almost this far-reached idea of what a woman should be but I didn't think it was obtainable 
I then realized when I became a model that people who model are just real people. And I also did get my undergrad in sociology. So I do also have an education. And I think a lot of people think that models aren't educated and they're not smart, but there's a lot that goes into modeling now. You're more than just a mannequin. And I really do want to push diversity and inclusion in the modeling industry and any business that I work with. So I think I really want to take my degree of sociology into the industry and into blogging and being on social media. And I just really want to be like a positive presence in this world for younger girls, for younger boys, anybody growing up, seeing all of these body ideals, these norms. And I definitely do have guilty pleasures. I love watching YouTube. I could probably be on YouTube for... hours I think I'm really obsessed with how other people live their lives I don't find it as a form of comparison per se but I just find it really interesting how all of our lives are so different and I think it's a reality check for me so my guilty pleasure is definitely YouTube and sushi that's for sure oh sushi yeah I love them (laughs) they are wonderful I agree with you and also YouTube I guess for me I always like I'm so interested to hear like others like stories to know like people's experience maybe you just like if i have a bad day i just gonna find find some like funny or hilarious youtube video and it's just gonna make my day i don't know something like this yeah i think that it's also like if you're feeling down or you're feeling insignificant you can relate to people or you can just simply live through them if they're doing something that you can't be doing right now because of the coronavirus you can watch like an old vlog of somebody traveling it just takes you to a different space in a very healthy way and i love to support small youtubers small podcasters small bloggers so i think it's a really great way to support people as well yeah, and thank you so much for for doing this interview with me because I'm when I saw your Instagram and I just like and your YouTube videos, I really think that you're generally in like you're so interesting just to look at, to talk oh with. God, thank you. And, <laughs> and I would like to talk with you about your modeling career because it mm-hmm. is obviously like takes a huge part of your life. So how did you start it and how did you get scouted? Well, I actually initially was a basketball player. I think that if you're tall and skinny, you're either a basketball player or a model. Um, I I don't know why you can't be both, but I decided to try out Fashion Week because I was actually contacted by the man who ran Fashion Week a few times because he had seen me out and he was like, you can walk in Fashion Week. I think that you'd be great for it. And I remember saying... I can't walk in heels. I can't do this. I can't do that. And he was like, don't worry. We have prep. We have people who will teach you how to do this. A lot of girls come in with no experience. And he was very reassuring. The first time I was just like, no. Next few times I was like, sure, let's try it. Maybe I'll get like an Instagram post or something out of it. I wasn't signed (laughs) to an agency or anything. I went to fashion week and I absolutely hated it. I was 16 at the time. I hated the fact that you were waiting for people to choose you. I hated the fact that you were competing against other women just in a superficial way about looks. I was really used to competition through sports, but this was just different for me. I felt like it was less out of my control. I can beat somebody in basketball, but I can't change my face in five seconds. And I don't think you should have to. So I just kind of left And then the show that I actually walked in ended up being in Vogue. 
and a picture of me ended up being in Vogue and it was Vogue Korea. And this was the second time that I walked. So I did try it again, just, just because I I was stubborn and I was like, let's just try it again and see. And this was after I ended my basketball career. So I just needed something else. I think I'm always somebody who likes to be doing something. And when I didn't have basketball, I think I got a little bit scared. So I was like, let's try this again. So when I ended up in Vogue, I got reached out to buy a few in a few agencies in Vancouver here. And I started thinking, okay, no, I want to make a decision for myself. So then I also reached out to a few on my own. And I found one that I really liked. They weren't too big. They were what you would call a boutique agency. So I knew that they would focus on me. And I just decided that this was the best decision for myself. I was with this agency for around two and a half years. I did land a few international contracts with them in Bombay. I signed a contract and then I also had two contracts in Milan and one in London. And right before the pandemic hit, I lost all of that because you can't travel. And I started to really reevaluate things that happened to me during my modeling journey. Did I feel supported? Was I in the best industry for myself? Was I in the best agency? And I kind of took a break. I needed a breather, especially I've talked to you on Instagram, I think about my eating disorder. I think I just needed to take a step back and see, is this something that I really want to do? Do I want to put myself in this world? And I then decided to leave this agency. I didn't think that they were good for me. I think we were on different pages. And for my mental health, I took a break. Then I realized that modeling can affect you in a positive or a negative way. I think it has really shown me that there is beauty in the modeling industry to the fact that there's not one set standard of beauty. There's a woman who will be beautiful in every different country because different countries desire different types of beauty. And I started to use that as a form of embracing my beauty and my uniqueness. And some places will want me, some people will want me, some brands will want me, some agents will want me, and some won't. And that will be for my uniqueness. So it's good to think of rejection as redirection, because where there isn't a place for you, there's a place for someone and where there isn't a place for them, there's a place for you. I then found an agency that uh, really resonated with my my values of inclusion and diversity, and I felt really protected by them. I think I really needed that protection from my agent, because if you think about it, I am a mature woman, I should be able to protect myself, but you need somebody to always be on your side and be your ally. So that's been kind of my journey with modeling. I'm really happy with the agency I'm with now. I love my agent. She's basically like my second mom. And Uh. we're now promoting me again to international agencies when it is, when I am able to travel safely and the coronavirus stops. But I really just want to promote body positivity, inclusion, diversity. And I think that my agent is really allowing me to do all of that on my social media. I'm really thankful for that. And I'm really thankful for anybody who lets me share my voice. So thank you for having me, honestly. I'm really blessed. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. And I really, you are really talented. I'm so happy for you because you deserve all of it. And I'm I'm sure that you're going to make everything with like international modeling and you're going to do like a fashion week and all this stuff and you're going to be very successful. So oh, you, you, you. you're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, I'll be in w- Ukraine one day. 
oh yes or maybe you will do like i don't know paris fashion week and i'm just gonna come and see how you walk and i'm gonna say yes. yeah i had an interview with this girl <laughs> yes no for sure i will be there and you know we start talking with you like about casting and like you didn't like it because like there are some people choose you that you can have like this job or not mm -hmm. so how do you prepare for them or maybe like you have some special rituals which can help you that can make you feel like comfortable or do you have a model that inspire you the most to do something well i have all of those i always 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 Before the night of a casting, I do a lot of self-care, not to make myself look beautiful or pretty. It's just like to ground myself. I'll use my gua sha. I'll, you know, maybe have some yes. dessert. I think there's this whole idea that models don't eat, but I like um, to treat myself, really wind down. Don't do anything super stressful before because you really want to get put out your best self. And I think a lot of people think your best self is this kind of like this lens or putting on a fake version of yourself, but it means that you want to be energized enough to be your truest self. So to yeah. entirely be yourself because these agents, castings, they're seeing a whole bunch of girls. So to, cele to celebrate and to showcase yourself, you need to actually be yourself and be unique because you're just going to blend if you're trying to be something you're not. I usually do that. I put on my diffuser, put on some oils, watch a movie or something. And I really just think about all of the places that I am going to go. I never think about them in fear. I don't think about what if I don't get here? What if I don't get there? I think of all of the places that I'm going to go in my career and all of the stuff that I still have to live through. And then I go into the casting in the morning being like, if, a per if this person, if this agent, if this job wants to be a part of my journey, that's going to be great. If not, they're missing out. And I don't let fear stop me. I think I always want to take rejection as redirection. I think if you are fearful, it shows across in your casting. And one of my favorite models, a model that really inspires me, is Neelam Gill. She's another Indian model. She's based in London. And I realized that she grew up in front of the camera. And I've really seen how she has become more fearless and more relentless and I think it really translates in her pictures and that's why people want to work with her so I think my biggest tool is whenever I step into a room a casting whether it's on zoom or in person I really want to show people that I have zero fear I'm willing to do anything that's in my morals and I take care of myself and I just always my biggest ritual is just grounding myself I'll do some deep breathing before put my hand on my heart tell myself why I'm doing this And that if somebody wants to be a part of my journey, they will. Yeah, you have really powerful mindset. And it's so wonderful. Like, you know, some like a lot of girls probably that are start working in a model, like we have lots of assumptions about like modeling world in general. And some girls may do this like fake it till they make it. Maybe yeah. it can work for someone, but just like you really have this mindset and you just really do this in a good way for your mental health and for yourself and I think this Thank is you. so good because like you're doing all of this but you just you're still taking care of yourself and taking yeah. care of yourself is so important because this world is really hard so you just mm -hmm. can face up with lots of difficulties and again like this assumptions that you just you all as we said like 
people think that models are brainless or they just all do like some strict diets, they don't eat, whatever. So sometimes it can be like really hard for your mental health and you just focus on it. And I guess this also gives you like power and this is wonderful. Yeah, thank you. I think that you touched upon something really important. It's that you can fake it till you make it and it does work. But the thing is eventually you will burn out because you're not enjoying yes. it. It becomes almost this routinely faking it till you make it and you will eventually burn out. You won't be enjoying it. And I think that a lot of people lose touch with their whys. Why am I doing this? If you are doing modeling because you enjoy it and because it's your dream, why not be yourself doing it? Because once you're faking it, you are definitely, I'm telling you 100% not enjoying it. And yes. that passion and that facade will soon diverge and you will find yourself very lost I think that's that happens to all women when they're in high school I think we're all trying to search for identity and yes modeling is a lot of taking care of yourself but your body and your face and you do you do become objectified but the thing is unless you enjoy taking care of yourself, unless you enjoy putting on the face mask, you know, girls all love that self care, it is enjoyable, it shouldn't be painful. I enjoy making myself healthy food, I enjoy moving my body. But if I don't feel like it one day, that's okay, because I'm human. And I think it's really important to be human as a model. For sure. I guess now we're just like, we really value the personality. It's just not not only like your face, your body, mm-hmm. personality really plays an important role. And I guess this is like a huge resolution that we have right now in a modeling world and just like in our world in general. Yeah. So we like don't judge for a look. We just really try to understand the personality because it's like really important. You can like some person can look so beautiful, but this person could be like so bitchy or like in a negative way can do like some bad things so like your look doesn't really matter i guess like what is matter is just like your personality and how you treat other people and how you treat yourself yeah exactly and like if you're a good person if you're a confident person it will translate in your photos it'll show off as authentic and people will want to work with you i think a lot of brands now a lot of bookers they're looking for a personality they're looking for a face of a brand and now a face of a brand also means a good person because we're living in a world where if you say something offensive, if you support something that is not widely supported, if you are showing any type of derogatory remarks, people aren't going to want you. It's going to show off bad for their brand and it's just going to be unsupported. Nobody's going to buy the clothing. It's just people are really moral these days and sometimes the world can be hypersensitive, but that's when the personality comes in no matter how big it you get no matter how small you are you need to maintain that positivity and be a pleasure to work with always totally and you also touch like the topic about eating disorder and i guess yes. like a lot of girls and boys they go through some certain disorders in their life it can be like eating disorder or just an anxiety disorder in my like in my personal like life way just what i faced up with uh, it was like, I guess, with eating disorder. And I guess it also was an anxiety. And I really was in a bad like mind space. When mm-hmm. I was at school, it was so hard. I had so like the pressure was like, I-, I can't even describe it. And I lost like 10 kilograms. Like, 
I'm, I cannot say that I'm pretty tall, but when I, like the weight that I had for my high, it was just like really bad. And I was recording video for my best friend that I'm eating because like I wasn't eating because of the stress. So it was yeah. really, really bad. And I guess like in three years ago, two years ago, people like I couldn't find probably person who would share the story and now mm -hmm. it's so good that people are sharing their stories and that what you do and a couple of like weeks ago i said and watched your video about like eating disorder in your mm -hmm. youtube and i really think that you like first of all thank you for sharing your story it, it, thank you it can be really like scary and just to open up and to tell mm -hmm. something that you've been struggling with but you did it like it was so cool to watch and i felt like I understand you totally and I feel I felt this way also and I think you really help so many people just like you you tell the story you give them opportunity to understand that like you're not alone oh thank you yeah I think that it's really important to highlight that we all go through things we all go through disordered we go through disordered thoughts we go through disordered eating and for me that was a very big moment and turning table in my life I it was so traumatizing to me that I couldn't talk about it for a while. But when I was able to talk about it, it was almost freeing. And when I started to have discussions about it, I think I started to uncover that I wasn't the only one. And I knew I wasn't the only one. I think you and I both know that many women go through it. And I think I've also become almost too sensitive to realizing it in other people, to noticing it in other people. And I have come to the conclusion that everybody every woman at least, and I know men too, in high school has gone through some form of body dysmorphia, not knowing what your body looks like, yes. not loving your body, not wishing that your body was more desirable and restricting your food, diets, fat diets, doing things to stop yourself from enjoying life. And I think that people sharing their stories, making you relate, making you expose those demons in yourself will help you overcome these things it's not easy and I really wanted to highlight in my video that I'm not weak because I had an eating disorder yes. and you are not yes. weak because you had an eating disorder we are only human we're living in a world where we are so in touch with social media and if you think about it that one of the biggest platforms is Instagram and Instagram is probably one of the most superficial platforms it's just pictures and I think that yeah. I'm starting to see a really beautiful shift in Instagram of people showing the reality of their life people showing what their body yeah. looks like flexed and unflexed but I think we started to think that this tailored version of ourselves was the realest form and we started to compare ourselves and as women especially we are creatures of comparison but I have really rooted myself in finding beauty and uniqueness and being different I love that there's some girls with curvy hips and there's some girls who are just absolutely flat. I think we should embrace both. I yeah. get bookings now as a model for all of the things that I either got made fun of for or the things that I was insecure about. The fact that I have no hips, having a flatter chest, having bushy eyebrows, having big eyes. I think all of the traits, being awkward and skinny and lanky, I think all of the traits that I would be insecure about, I wish I could go tell back and tell that girl in high school, hey, like now you're a model and these, this is a reason why people want to book you is yeah. because you're different, not because you look like everyone else. And I think that's a really important realization to make. And I'm really proud of you for 
battling and overcoming your eating disorder or any type of body dysmorphia you have you look absolutely beautiful and I wish that every woman comes to that realization because I think a woman's body is just so beautiful and unique thank you so much I have never actually like clarified or said like in the public that I had it but Mm. it was just like the way that I made coming like from hating my body like totally and you know like when I look at the pictures like 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 right now it was two years ago and I'm like oh my god like girl you look like you look stunning what was wrong yeah but, like in that period of time you don't understand this and my body looks completely different right now it looks much more healthier and I'm like I'm happy being in my body and I really love it and also I would like to talk with you like about one topic which I also like faced up with is like over exercising this is mm. where I also been through and I guess this is so toxic and I was just like doing cardio all the time to burn calories yeah. and I was working out like I don't know three months non-stop and it led me to a burnout and mm-hmm. two weeks, I could not work out at all. My body felt so weak. And now I don't like cardio and I will not do this because like I don't enjoy it. So I will do some, I don't know, go for a long walk or I'm going to do the Pilates or some strength workout. Yeah. I do something for my body, not against it. And I just working out not to lose calories. I working out to feel stronger and yeah. like powerful. So this is like the reason why we do this. What is like your relationship with exercises? I think that I used to, you know, going from being a elite athlete, I was very used to just working out a lot, training a lot without anybody telling me to, and then eating a lot and not having it hit me. And then when I got into university and it started hitting me and then I went through restriction, I started to have a very toxic relationship with working out and eating. And then I actually went through a period where I got hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is when you lose your period. And I started to see the toxic effects of overworking your body and not fueling your body. And then I really started thinking about my why, the reason that I work out. And the reason that I you work out shouldn't be for aesthetics. It shouldn't be because you want to have abs or a bigger butt those things it's okay we're human it's good to want it it's okay to want it because those things are results they signal to us that things are working so if you do have those goals for yourself it doesn't mean that you're wrong or you're bad you're a bad person but I think if you really want to boil down to your why anything that you do it should always be catered towards your health and you should always want to be healthy So there is unhealthy ways of working out. Your body is not a machine. Your body needs love sometimes and sometimes it needs rest. There is a lot of proof that when you are working out or lifting or tearing apart your muscles, because that is essentially what you're doing and that's why you're sore, your muscles also need time to recover. And if you aren't giving it that time to recover, you are eventually just abusing your body and I didn't have that realization so I was running I was sprinting I was working out I was doing hit workouts and eventually I just became skin to bone and I like how you said I look healthy now and I think I tried to promote that a lot because you want to look healthy it is true that our look can sometimes signify how we are feeling on the inside but sometimes you have to be very in tune and I think 
from switching up workouts to not doing seven days a week of weightlifting and sprinting, I do a lot of self-love exercises such as yes. yoga and Pilates, things that will elongate and stretch my body, give my body the rest and movement that it needs. I think there's also something about overworking out where working out makes a lot of us feel good and it takes us out of our mentals and minds, but you have to also listen to your body. So if you feel like moving that day and you're feeling sore, maybe do some stretching and yoga, go for a short walk because a long walk can still put a lot of strain on your body. I think it's really important to become in tune and listen to your body. And it's okay to want to release those endorphins or release some anger, but maybe, you know what, if you're feeling really sore and you really need to work out, like eat a little extra that day, you know, feel your body, do some things to level out that abuse because your body needs love you only have one body and you only have one life so take care of it this is this is really great advice and I really understand you like that you've been doing sport and I'm like it it's been like so hard for me because I've been dancing for 10 years and I've been burning calories every day I was eating like a lot because I needed energy and I was dancing I was pretty skinny and when I quit it it was difficult to embrace and to realize how my body look like right now so I guess it's also important that you just need some time it's just like the same as you maintain your habits you should do this with time so for example if you just start working out and did 50 push-ups or squats whatever your butt or your arms are not going to get bigger in a one day so it's just like it's not a miracle you should work and then you will see a result so I guess to be consistent and just to be patient and time will show the result you will see it yeah no I totally agree with that and I think a lot of professional athletes and a lot of people who are professional weightlifters or even ballerinas all of these Mm. successful athletes all take breaks they take moments of refuel and there's a reason for that and they are trained by professionals and it's like they take breaks for a reason and I think as people who are starting off on our journeys or people who are trying to become fit you really need to look to those professionals and think they probably do this for a reason yeah it is really it's I think the time just like and the rest it also it's so important because if you just as we said with you about burnouts it applies to everything I guess if you do something non-stop it's gonna Mm -hmm. lead to leads to burnout and it's gonna be very bad and you will never want to continue it so just the break is something that you really need your mind need a break your body need a break listen to yourself to your inner voice yeah and it, it will lead you to the right direction yeah and I think that's super important I think a lot of the times if we're working too hard in school or with work or you're going out a lot I know I did that in university and yeah. you're you're consuming yourself with all of these outward things, you lose touch with that inner voice, you lose touch with that inner self. I think it goes to say with anything, you should take a break from going out, you should take a break from drinking, you should take a break from from over exercising, or like, even if you're eating super unhealthy, your body needs fuel, like it's not bad to eat unhealthy, but you should take a break. Because that's how you get in tune with your inner voice. I think I really lost touch with my inner voice. And I've really found her back in the COVID times. But I think 
it's also really important to sit with yourself. Why am I working out? Why am I going out? Why am I eating like this? Why am I doing this? Do I like my lifestyle? And really be in really be open to the fact that change can happen. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to make changes and you're allowed to go back to what you're comfortable with. You should just honor your body, honor your cravings, honor it through movement and just honestly love yourself because I think a lot of us dismiss that and we do a lot of things for other people. We do things for society. We're constantly looking at ourselves the way that other people are looking at us. But at the end of the night, the only person that's truly going to bed with you is yourself yourself yeah period i agree with you i really love what you said and you know talking about like loving yourself i guess that it's really hard it really hard to start doing this and all of this and sometimes just like i have some bad days when i struggle with it or just when i'm close to my period and i'm bloated or i have like my pimple pimples all over my face whatever so sometimes it just can be like really hard to love yourself especially maybe in that days so what advice can you give us how to survive quote-unquote these bad days and go through this period of time when you think that you don't look good and you don't like how you look I think the biggest thing to really, really do like an actual thing that you can do that is feasible and you can put your finger on is I love to do affirmations. I know that's super cliche, but just maybe sit on your bed, sit somewhere that's super comfortable, put your hand on your heart and tell yourself that you are worth it. You know, life is too short to be putting yourself through pain. I wish I could go tell myself that in first year or second year, all of this trauma I was putting my body through. There's a lot of things inside of your body that get triggered when you are stressed, when you're treating yourself poorly, when you're having that negative self-talk and just take a moment to talk to yourself kindly and positively. Maybe treat yourself to your favorite food in the morning, like your favorite coffee, and just put your hand on your heart and tell you, tell yourself that whatever you are feeling, whatever is going on around you, whether it's the pandemic or negative thoughts about your body, that it will pass. And I love to think about all of the beautiful things that are yet to happen in my life. I think whenever you are feeling this way, you're focusing on a lot of negatives, but we all have lived such full and vast lives already. So maybe think about somebody really important that you've met, maybe a best friend or your mom or somebody, something that you've done, a place you have traveled, and then think about all of the more beautiful people you have to meet and all of the more beautiful places you have to travel. And suddenly all those problems will feel very small. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also think that it's, again, it's, you should find something that works for you. And it's really important just like, to enjoy it, to enjoy this time, something that can help you. And for me, it's something like spiritual, because like, as you said, affirmations, they work so good, they help you just to keep this positive mindset. And just to, I don't know, it really helps me to overcome some hard time. And Mm -hmm. I found a meditation and I really feel a different person when I finish it. I Mm -hmm. use guided meditation. So I have a Headspace app on my phone. And I'm just doing some yeah, I have a basic course for 10 days where I just sit and 
like I, I learned some basic stuff about meditation and I feel so good just sit and breathe and it really calms me down and I feel so good that I have a new personality so I think this is just try some things and I guess you will always find something that will work for you yeah it, I think that's really important something that you touched on is that something works for all of us. We're all different. We're all unique as we have discussed. And for some people, it's really important to just maybe take time away from your phone for you. You, you know, use the headspace app for me. I do a lot of grounding and that's definitely what has worked for me. And I love long walks as well. You know, we love a long walk with the podcast, (laughs) some AirPods in your ears. Yeah, for sure. Or you just spend time with someone that you love, like your mom, dad, brothers, sisters, cousins, I don't know, dog, friends, and you can have an open conversation or spend time with them. I don't know, watch something. If it works for you, that's awesome. And if it it can help you to overcome some struggles, this is perfect. Yeah, of course, it's really important to have someone to talk to and to have those people in your life that are core people that can console you if you are feeling that way because at the end of the day anybody can tell you to sit alone and sit with yourself and your thoughts but sometimes it can be very scary so if you do need to talk to someone they're always there and I think that that's something that at one point in my life I was scared to talk about my eating disorder my emotions my fears about my future and I think I've become very open to discussing my life with other people because I am more comfortable sitting with myself. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And as we said with you, like, it's really important to take care of ourselves, just Mm -hmm. mentally and physically. Do you have a perfect routine that just makes you feel motivated, energized, happy, or just help you to relax? Yeah, well, honestly, I have become so obsessed with my morning routine. I'm sure that everybody who follows me on Instagram sees me do it every day. And (laughs) I get people message me like, do you actually do this every day? And I'm like, yes, I wake (laughs) up in the morning. And the first thing that I do is I do a really big stretch. Like it's kind of like how people do in the cartoons. You know, you just Mm -hmm. open up your arms like you're the main character. Yeah, I love doing that. And then I open my blinds, whatever day it is, if it's sunny or rainy, I tell myself, that I love them both. So if it's a gloomy day, I'll throw on some comfy clothes. If it's sunny, maybe I'll put on a nice workout outfit. And then I love to do my gua sha in the morning, roll out my face. I think there's something really healing about the jade stone. I love recently gotten into stones. I love it. I love to put on my lemongrass diffuser. And then I drink mint water in the morning because I love it. It's just so refreshing. It doesn't have like any, I don't know if it has any benefits or anything, but I just love drinking in the morning. And then I put in my AirPods and I put on some type of music that I'm feeling for that day. If it's gloomy, maybe I'll put on like the weekend, something super like sultry. And then if it's a sunny day, I'll put something on upbeat. And then I just stretch for around 20 to 20 minutes to an hour, however long I feel. If I feel like doing a workout, I'll do a workout. If I don't, I'll just lay in my bed and eat my breakfast. And I usually take around 20 to 30 minutes, like making my breakfast, putting a lot of love into it. And I just sit with my food. I'll watch a vlog that I really want to watch, you know, get back to some Instagram DMs. I don't go on my phone for the good two hours in the beginning of my morning. And I I think I really just like to consume my morning with just slowing it down, having fun with myself and acting like I'm like the main character of a movie or something. 
Yeah, this is awesome. I actually, you said about like cooking a breakfast. I really enjoy it. And I have like the breakfast is like, I call it like my breakfast that helps me yeah. just to, to, to stay. You know, if I eat this, then my day is going to be awesome. If I eat something else, mm, I don't know, maybe because I enjoy avocado toast and just oh, they give me, love, I don't know. <laughs> we love, love avocado so toast. Much. Yes, I every morning I have an avocado toast and the I drink espresso or yeah. americano. I just dance, but I really enjoy it and I'm just like sit and I'm have some music. I, I think it's my guilty pleasure right now. I love listening to some you know sounds. It's just like maybe some rain sound or maybe yeah, I it's love just that like when I'm sleeping. Some, yes, so nice. or maybe just like ocean rainforest or also i love sound of the cafe so just like oh, people yeah. sit in the cafe they talk the jazz like music whatever it's so cool and the time flies you just yes, like wow yes. so relaxing i um, love cafe you, sounds yeah they are so good i don't know why but i'm i enjoy it. and also it's i'm sitting alone in my kitchen but it also feels like I'm surrounded by people. I used to study yeah. with cafe sounds, which is yeah. weird. But. Oh, yeah. I actually, like, recently I've been writing a test for two hours and I just put it on my background and I enjoyed my test. And oh, it's wow. like, oh, my God, I really loved writing this test <laughs> because of the music. Yeah, so it really changes everything. <laughs> and can you please tell us, do you have, like, any plans, goals in career, YouTube, maybe in your blog, what would you like to do? Maybe work with some brands, fly to some countries. Well, I have a lot of goals. And I one thing about yeah. me is I'm not afraid of vocalizing my goals. But when it comes to things that are, that are end goals, I think I've really learned to not stop myself. I really want to think that I'm limitless. But I do, of course, have a lot of places that I want to travel. I really would love to model in London, Milan, Greece, anywhere in Paris, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah, for I would sure. love to go to Australia. And eventually, you know, I think that all models want to end up in New York. So I hope and I know yeah. that will be in my future. And for my YouTube and my Instagram and my blog, as it goes to show with the number of followers and all of that. I know a lot of people say, I want to hit this many followers. I want to make this much money. I think I've really just stopped that because I think that creates a lot of self-doubt. I would like to think that I am limitless and that my followers will just grow forever and the growth will always be real and consistent. I really care about real followers rather than yeah. a mass amount of ghost followers. So quality is so much more important to me than quality, quantity. Yeah. And I think that... As long as I stick tr stay true to being real, promoting healthy body image, diversity and inclusion through all of my social media channels, I'm happy and I'm I'm just I'm just blessed to take my followers along with me on my journey to follow my dreams yeah. and I can't wait to just, you know, have all of those little moments. I'm having a lot of them now and I love to just meet new people and just watch other people follow their dreams as well and I'm so proud of everybody. And I'm proud of you for starting a podcast. This is going to be a beautiful you. thing. It already is. And I think yeah. that it's so cool because we all have our own goals. So those are a few yeah. of my goals. 
they are wonderful and I know that you will achieve them and I'm also so proud of you because like what are you doing you're a modeling career that you share your story that you do YouTube your blog I love it I really Thank find you. it so interesting to read because like again you share your perspective and you share your story and you give advice which can apply to lots of people this literally can change their lives so Thank this is you. wonderful and I really want to ask you, what advice would you give to those people who want just to start modeling, but they don't know where to start or how to start? What can you say? Well, I want a lot of people to understand that if you do want to get into industry like modeling, you do have to be very realistic with yourself and know that you are putting yourself in an industry that really objectifies people. So you have to be very, very rooted in yourself and not let that inside noise enter. I know it's hard. I'm not perfect. Sometimes it does enter, but you have to have a thick skin and know that rejection is not personal. People have a certain idea of what they want, a certain height, a certain look, a certain body image, and it has nothing to do with you. If you fit that, great. If you don't, move on to the next one. You have to keep knocking on doors until one opens for you and I bet you that when it does open for you it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be mutual and you're going to enjoy it and I don't want anybody to think oh I'm not tall enough I'm not skinny enough I'm not the right skin color there is actually a place for everybody in the modeling industry it's just a means of finding it I think that yeah. there's a lot of lifestyle models there's a lot of there's a lot of work in LA Miami for girls who have very uh, bodacious and and curvy bodies and I'm yeah. not going to fit in that market but there's places like Milan and London who will love my look so it's really important to know what market you fit into and to not stop yourself and not get caught in self-doubt because if you want to get into industry like modeling you have to be confident and be like this is what I have this is what I have to offer and this is where I can promote this and once you find that and once you find what kind of modeling you are passionate about and you can succeed in, that's when you take that to an agent and find somebody who can represent you and then protect you in that world because there's a lot of things that go on in the modeling industry that you can't do by yourself. You need an yeah. agent to look over contracts and all of these things, but I just want a lot of people to know that it's 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 very obtainable it's it's very doable if you want to do it yeah. you can and you just need to find the right place for yourself so don't think that you're not good enough or you're not tall enough or skinny enough I think you just need to know that it is possible and then really work for it it's not easy yeah thank you so much for giving this advice and I I'm so grateful that you shared your perspective and your story and you opened about this thank you so much I really appreciate of course. Thanks for listening to me and having me on the podcast. And thank you for listening sure. to my story and sharing yours. I'm really proud of you. And I hope COVID is over soon so that yeah. I can model in <laughs> Ukraine or you can visit me in Paris. Yes, It'd be really beautiful. For sure. Any any country in Europe, I'm going to come. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> Just let I'll me know. for sure be there. Yay. Yeah. And, and also we are with you and I were like, final segment so I will ask you some questions mm -hmm. they are pretty short and okay. I would like to know your answer so the first okay. one is who inspire you the most for me I would say it's definitely a combination of my mom and my grandma I know that that's super cliche as well but I think both of them are from India so they came to a country 
and they assimilated and they learned the ways here and then they had children and they had different generations all come together here and not once did they ever compare my life to theirs and they gave me all of the tools to follow my dreams and they continue to support me in a way that I could have never thanked them for. I can never show them how grateful I am, but I'm doing things that they would have never imagined to do. So for them, their hard work, my life is easy. So they absolutely inspire me and I'm so proud of them for even coming here and making the work to immigrate. And they're two very spiritual women that I look up to in my life. So they really inspire me to be better and do better. This is so wonderful. And this is amazing. Like, you know, when a person answered the question, like who inspired you the most, and they say someone from their family, mom, grandma, aunt, whatever, like a dad, it means that you have a really great relationship with your family and that mm-hmm. you value it. So mm-hmm. this is awesome. Okay, my next one is quote that makes you feel power. A quote? Mm-hmm. Okay. I really, really like the quote, work hard in silence and let success be your noise. I think a lot of times we're scared of vocalizing our goals or we're scared of showing the world that we're really doing something. And a lot of people, once they make it to the top or once they do great, they want to shout it and show the world, wow, I'm great. I did this. I did that. But if you are really passionate about what you're doing, you're working hard, you will do it in silence, you don't care who's looking, you will do it in front of social media, you do not care. And once you know that Vogue magazine comes out, or that podcast comes out, or that YouTube video, I think you need to let your success be your noise and just be humble. So that quote always makes me feel feel powerful. Because anytime I feel like I'm not moving, or I feel like my success isn't coming. I'm telling myself I'm working hard in silence right now. Yeah, this is so good. I really love this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, my next one is what advice would you give to your younger self? To my younger self, I think my advice would be very simple. And that would be not to take yourself too seriously. So many things are going to happen in your life. And so many things are occurring in society. I think I grew up in a time where Instagram came out and then this came out and now TikTok is a thing. And I want to tell myself to just be relentless and not let the outside world control me so much because at the end of the day, all I have is myself and my experiences and not to take it too seriously. If I want to eat that slice of cake, then eat it. If I want to go out that night, do it. If I am struggling to finish a paper, it will finish because I know that I always get everything done I think it's just not to take myself seriously and to just tell myself that little things that seem like the end of the world aren't even gonna matter in like two or three years I think we all wish we could tell ourselves that yes yes for sure my next one is what does to be rare mean to you I think to be rare means to be unique and I think that in a way we are all rare And I think we are all born rare, we are all born unique, but what happens is once we grow up and society continues to taint us and tell us to conform and do this and do that and look this way and do our makeup this way, we we end up becoming less rare. And I think that's the saddest part is that we want to be all the same and we want to 
be as beautiful as the next person, be as skinny as this person, and then also be as successful as the next person. But then there's no such thing as rare anymore. So I think you really yeah. need to hold on to your rare, your passions, your uniqueness, and not lose sense of that. So I think there's little things we can do to be rare. That's listening to our inner voice or performing our passions and not doing something just for money. I think Yes. It's really sad when people become less rare. And I think a lot of people leave this life not being rare anymore. And the last one, which I would like to ask is for your recommendations. So can you please tell us someone to follow, something to watch, listen, and read? Someone to follow. I actually, it's not a huge page, but I think it has a lot of growth now is we're not really strangers. It has really cool yeah it has really cool quotes actually no I think it is quite huge now that I'm thinking about it it has a lot of <laughs> quotes and a lot of cute little captions they're pretty aesthetic if you want to share them to your social media or your yeah. feed I love everything that they always post and I think that it always makes me feel better and I love to send them to other people so that's yes. definitely one of my favorite accounts right now and then what were the other two something to watch listen and read yeah okay listen obviously i'm rare podcast i have just started listening <laughs> to it and i absolutely love it i Thank also so have much. another friend with a podcast called self-love lounge and it's very similar to oh. this and i think that you guys have a very similar brand you guys should maybe do like a collab you know like a podcast yeah. collab that would be so cute <laughs> i think so <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. you guys could like plug each other that'd be great and, yeah for sure yeah and to watch oh my god I love so many things I absolutely love the Netflix show Ginny and Georgia I think it does a great job of being diverse and inclusive without yes. tokenizing and I'm really passionate about that because of my degree in sociology but I think a lot of shows will have one black person one white person one Asian person and they think they're doing their work but this show yeah. is very inclusive and diverse in a very authentic way and I absolutely love it and I think it's great so I think that Ginny and Georgia it's a pretty casual pick but there's a lot of underlying things that it tackles so I absolutely love Ginny and Georgia and then to read I love the Oprah book what I know for sure yes it's basically just one or two pages of moments in her life where she makes realizations and I think it's really beautiful because I think we all go through moments in our life and you can tell that she really analyzes herself and takes away learning lessons from these moments and I think I'm really trying to teach myself that whether it's a good or bad moment there's always something that you can know for sure from that moment but we never really know anything for sure so I love that book I love it yeah I really like Oprah in general I think she is so powerful and she's like she, when she shares her story and what she does in general this is so good. I'm in love mm -hmm. with her and with everything that she's done. She's so powerful. Thank you yeah, so much. Is. Thank you for your answers. And can you please tell us where our listeners can find you, Instagram, YouTube, and any other social medias? Well, my Instagram is Life with Imran. It's pretty simple. And then my YouTube is just Imran Rai, which is like my full name. And then everywhere else is just lifewithimran.com. I have my website where I share recipes, my thoughts, my model portfolio, tips about modeling, eating, 
food, lifestyle, health, self-love. I literally just talk about anything I feel like that week. I like to post YouTube videos every Sunday and post blog posts every Sunday. And I basically post on my Instagram like every day just because I want to take people along with me because I'm doing a lot of self growth right now and I like to be really real with my followers so that's where you can find me thank you so much one more time for coming I love this conversation it was so honest I guess for both of us we shared our Mm -hmm. stories we talk about important things and I really enjoy what you're doing and I wish you massive good luck with your career with everything with the youtube and i know that you will achieve everything that you want because you're so hardworking and you you deserve all of it thank you i will see you at paris fashion week for sure yes we will see each other (laughs) at paris fashion week yeah thank you so much for coming i wish you to have an awesome day and i wish you to have an awesome week because we recorded it on monday so have an awesome time see you thank you I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I do. Make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you listen to it, in case not to miss further episodes. I would really appreciate if you could leave a review and give me five stars. It really helps my podcast to be seen by other people. Also, follow our Instagram, imrare.podcast, and get involved. I will announce everything there. Be free to DM if you have some questions, ideas, or contact us on imrare.podcast gmail.com. Thank you so much. Stay rare. Have a great day and see you guys next Monday.